0: Hey, what's going on guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Amplify podcast, season 2. We hope you're well where you are, we hope the energy is right, we hope you've enjoyed the previous episodes, we hope you've enjoyed Black Bristol, we hope you're just enjoying life in general. And today, this episode is a very, very special episode. It's an episode that I've personally wanted to do for a while, just because this person is doing... Many, many different things uh, and the conversation that I feel like we can have in this space is going to help a lot of young people and hopefully be of use to everybody checking in to the episode this episode. I will say before we begin, my voice is sounding very nasally right now so if you are finding the nasally stuff a little bit too much, take me in breaks or whatever it is makes you feel comfortable but hopefully with the next episode my hay fever is not killing me anymore. That being said... If you've listened to the episodes before, you will know that I don't really like to introduce guests. I like to let the guests introduce themselves. So, guest, would you like to introduce yourself and let people know what you do?
1: Hi, um, I am Latoya Adlam. Um, I am originally from Bristol and um, originally from Nottingham, but I live here in Bristol. I've lived in Bristol for about sixteen years now, and I am the founder and director of. A vegan cosmetics company called kitchen cosmetics and also um, a non-profit charity so yeah
0: <laughs> amazing and again thank you so much for taking the time to sit down with us and to kind of have a conversation because i feel like the work that you do is so important and also just different and i mean that with the most respect like i think the work that you do is is so good and and i know you've worked with young people f- for us as well within that space i have also said the same thing um, as well. So to be able to sit down with you to have that conversation, I think, yeah, I'm really excited to have it. So thank you for joining us today. It's okay. Um, so we'd like to start off with a question to all of our guests. And it's a very simple question, but it can be very deep, <laughs> philosophical, insightful, or just very straightforward. And it's this, what does Bristol mean to you? Or more specifically, when you think of Bristol, what's the first things that come to mind?
1: Um, when I think of Bristol, the first thing, do you know what? When I think of Bristol now, the first thing that comes to mind is home. Mm. Um, which to me is like such a lovely new feeling,
2: Mm. considering
1: the fact I've been here for so long, I would say in the last two years, it started to feel like home, Mm. um, which is just so, it's really nice. Um, so actually when I first arrived here, I was homeless for six months. Um And then I've just had a bit of a crazy um journey throughout the sixteen years I've been here.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: a lot of back and forth because i I did move away from the city as well mm. um so actually now, when I think of Bristol and I think of home it that's actually really new it's like a new um sort of feeling
2: mm.
0: and
1: and it's really nice. It's very welcomed after so long
0: <laughs> yeah i mean what was what was that sort of journey like for you if you want to go into that because I mean sixteen years in Bristol is a long time you would have seen so much things change within the city but also uh, potentially within yourself and the spaces around you like do you want to touch a little bit on that in terms of the sort of journey in know around Bristol
1: yeah it's so funny because um a couple of days ago, I took my son. We went um for a walk up Church Road. So we mm-hmm. live in Hawfield. Okay. but um we went for a walk up Church Road, mm-hmm. and then I decided he said he was hungry, so we went to some cafe like an old school traditional English cafe, mm-hmm. which he'd never stepped foot in okay. before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not really somewhere that I've t- not really somewhere where I'd eat, but um yeah. Nevertheless, we ended up in this traditional English cafe on um Church Road, at the top of Church Road, and when we went in, they had pictures of black, black and white pictures of bristol and he was like, like asking me lots of questions and 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 i was like yeah that that's that's what bristol used to look like and in fact that's this road and i was sort of explaining to him different areas and it was so weird because after our conversation i sort of took a moment just to reflect on how much bristol had changed for me in the last 16 years mm. let alone since those pictures mm. um but yeah i've seen so much different transitions within bristol i remember like as a child when i used to come and visit bristol mm-hmm. bristol always had this like sort of buzz around it where people you know would say like bristol's like the new london and mm-hmm. bristol's going to be like this or bristol's going to be like that mm-hmm. and i remember even when i sort of i won't say moved here sort of ended up here mm-hmm. um yeah when i ended up in bristol there was this feeling that bristol you know was a good city mm. but it was about to be a great city mm. and definitely within the last couple of years it feels like there's been so much movement towards bristol becoming that great city that i had always heard about mm. um does that make sense of
0: course.
1: No. <laughs> do you feel do you get that sort of vibe like within the last couple of years
0: yeah i feel like bristol's always kind of been on the edge of like like you say transitioning into something great and i feel like in many different areas like in sort of industries whether it's tech creatively uh, I feel like we're on that that sort of that very fine line from becoming leaders in that space but I feel like as a space in general you know the last year in particular with the numerous forms of activism that's been sort of uh, restarted and and not not restarted but I suppose uh, it's become more culturally sort of um, we've been more culturally aware to all of the different forms of activism happening in the city I feel like we've feel like a very sort of not progressive city because there are parts of Bristol from my lived experience that definitely don't fit that criteria as yeah. with any other spaces. But I feel like as a whole, Bristol has been at the forefront of some very important cultural changes yeah. in this country, but not just in this country, across the world as well. So I feel like 100% I'm in... Yeah, it's like this
1: little bubble underneath the ground of like movement mm. and I can really feel it and see it and it's really exciting Mm -hmm. um but just like what you said yeah there's definitely lots of parts of the city that's still a lot you know lots of things um to change and Mm. many years behind but definitely there is this sort of undercurrent of um something fresh happening and i'm not quite sure what it is um and bristol has such Great, um so much things about it, mm. um, like what you touched on, you know, with tech or with different things, with different cultures, mm-hmm. and just like arts, and yeah, it's it's nice. Bristol's a great city.
0: A hundred percent, and it's the city where you've kind of, uh, if I'm correct in saying, where you started your business and your projects. Yes. Yeah. So, do you want to talk to us a little bit about the, the work that you're doing? Because, like I said, your build. or oh, by the way, I mean, I know you're gonna talk, <laughs> you're gonna talk a little bit about it. <laughs> But a beard oil is is cold. I can't lie to you. It's something I I use a lot. So, Thank but you. do you want to just talk a little bit about?
1: Yeah. Um. So, Kitchen Cosmetics is a vegan skin and hair care beauty brand. Um. But its main focus is um all about self-care positive um well-being um and also about giving back to the community so attached to the beauty brand is the casey causes which is a non-profit charity which really is the heart of the business the business is all about giving back whether that's um to the person using the product or whether that's to the the community in which the products are um uh made Mm
2: -hmm.
1: um so yeah the heart of the business is really just about like giving back to um, to the community really and to the city, mm. um, which I I just absolutely love. I've, there's so much things that I've got planned, and mm. um, that is sort of like my thank you to the city for um, just everything that I feel I've been able to do within the city, mm. um, and I'm really excited to be able to do lots for other people within the city as well. Mm. So, um, but yeah, so it's a beauty brand skin and hair care everything's handmade everything's cruelty free everything's
2: vegan mm. um so yeah
0: <laughs> it's awesome and i mean the, the 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 vegan aspect of it as well like what was the decision behind that i mean i can kind of guess based off of your description but do you want to talk a little bit about that as well because within and i'm no expert in the, in the beauty <laughs> sector by the way people listening i'm not coming at it from like a yeah you know from my experience but a lot of brands have been accused and are you know harming animals and testing of their sort of products and the creation of their products so was that an influencing factor for you or was it
1: um do you know what so i worked in the beauty industry for about six years mm-hmm. before quitting how long would it have been so it would have been about four years ago mm. So I worked and studied um, the beauty. So I studied um, beauty consultancy um, and beauty therapist and a few other like beauty related um, uh, courses and qualifications. Mm. Um, but I also worked in industry. So I worked in industry for about six years and I worked for many different brands, all the, you know, top brands that you would yeah. know if I said the, the names of them. Mm. And whilst working with industry, within the industry, it's like every day I was meeting uh, people who were just like, really confused about um products that they were using the ingredients that were in them exactly what to do with their products i remember like when i worked for one um particular brand
2: mm.
1: i had a customer who didn't buy products from me bought products from somebody else come back like a couple of um like a, a couple of days later and was like um i'm really confused about this <laughs> moisturizer like i don't know when it needs to go on i don't know like what exactly i need to do with it and i was just like i just remember just sort of feeling like it really doesn't have to be that complicated. Mm, mm. Do you know what I mean? I remember a couple of years ago where beauty, makeup, skincare, it had just been so, it just got so complicated. Mm. Everyone's got like 10 step skincare routines or they've got like, you go to, you go into a store and they've got like 10 different moisturizers and you're like, I just want a moisturizer. Like, mm. just
2: please mm. just
1: help me out here. I just need it to be simple yeah. so I could understand. And I remember when I worked in the industry, I sort of fell out of love with it. I was just mm. like, do you know what? It doesn't actually need to be this way. And actually, the ingredients are shit. So mm-hmm. can I swear?
0: <laughs> Toxica, I was just
1: like, in my head, I'm just thinking, the ingredients are toxic. Like, all of this stuff doesn't actually need to be within this product. Yes. Um And yeah, I just kind of fell out of love with it. And then on top of that, um, there's the not very nice side of the beauty industry where, you know, a lot of the times you are sort of told what products to sell. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of pressure in terms of like targets and things like that. So maybe there's a particular product that is not actually suitable for somebody, Mm. but you've got, you know, five people above you that are telling you this is the product that you need to sell this month. Mm. So there's that side of it as well. And to be fair, to be honest, my moral sort of compass, the longer I'd worked with an industry, the more, it's the reason why I skipped brands is I was like, okay, cool, I'm not feeling this. I can't Mm. really do Mm. this. I can't, don't like lying to people. So I'm gonna go over to this brand who seem a little bit more. And ethical,
2: mm. and
1: then after a while, I just like, do you know, what this is just not. I can't really do this. Mm. I can't. I can't do it. I literally, I can't. I don't like lying to people. I don't like misselling people, and I just sort of fell out of love with it. Mm. And then I stepped away from that space. I started working. I literally quit in the most dramatic Latoya mm. way. Okay. I was in a conference in London doing this huge presentation in these fancy, fancy offices. Mm-hmm. And have you ever had a moment where you speak? like out loud, like you say something in your head, but you actually say it out loud.
2: 100%, every
1: day. Mate, so I was in this huge um, presentation in London and the words that came out of my mouth out loud Mm. were, was, um, I don't want to be here.
2: Mm -mm. (laughs) So imagine Mm -mm. I'm
1: in London doing this huge presentation in these fancy corporate offices. And that's what I said out loud. I was like, I don't want to be here. Mm. And then in my head I thought,
2: Mm. did i just
1: did i just say that loud Mm. and um i looked at looked across at my um area manager and she looked at me and i thought yeah i'm going home and i don't think i'm coming back Uh. (laughs) so i quit that day came back to bristol and i think i may have shed a few tears or or what i don't know and i was um i just i remember being jobless maybe for about two weeks and i was like okay what what do i actually want to do like i can't work in this industry anymore it's all pretend and i just don't really like it so I decided to work for, go within the nonprofit sector. So I stopped working for different charities and sort of doing mentoring, doing lots of different stuff. And then um, my friend had cancer and her hair um, fell out. Mm. And she'd asked me to make her some products for her skin and for her hair. And actually the first product that I created was the hair growth oil. Mm. So, I, Which is the one that you like, the, the mm. um, beard oil. So I created that product for her. And um, it sort of stemmed from there really. Then I started making um, products for people and um, for um specific um conditions so like the whipped body balms one of the products a best-selling product actually and um, i created that product um for my mom mm. um so yeah it kind of started from there and that's when i was like you know what um, more people started asking me for products and i thought you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna create a business out of this but then when i really thought about like me and the sort of things that i'm passionate about and what i wanted to do i thought do you know what, i don't just want to create a brand just mm. because i'm good at it like I'm good at making natural skincare products like I'm really passionate about it um but I want to get something more from it Mm. and I want to do I want to get more um not necessarily just not like financially that's not what um that's not really what drives me but I was like I want to get more from it out of like you know I knew that I would feel good out of creating um fixing a need for somebody so if somebody come to me and said I've got you know acne or I've got eczema or I've got patches in my beard I wanted to do more, which is why I created the non-profit charity and I created yeah, yeah. them side by side. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I literally one day in my bed
2: yeah.
1: at stupid o'clock in the morning, <laughs> I decided, okay, cool, I'm going to start a business, but I'm also going to start a charity which is going to be funded by the business. And that's yeah, kind yeah. of kind of how it started, really. And I decided to start my own charity because I know a lot of the time people start business and they can like give back to different charities. Yeah. I decided to start my own because then I thought I could sort of do give back to many different things in many different ways um so yeah that was a really long-winded answer but there you go
0: <laughs> no no it's, it's a it's a really like needed answer as well and like, I've learned personally like I think this is a thing as well like with businesses that are local and businesses that are started here or just you know in and around you there's always a story behind it and I feel like with big brands you miss the stories if the stories are created they're kind of distant like from you and your lived experience you're not necessarily buying it because of the story you're buying it because of like what it makes you feel like like not what it makes you feel like but yeah i'm buying it because of brand name more than anything else yeah and i feel like just hearing that as well it just really kind of it adds more context to what was already a great product but it's like wow that was the motivation behind it and it's still kind of existing today in this form and it's kind of developed a life of its own so Absolutely. I think it's a, it's a great answer and kind of leads me on to the next point. Like, what kind of challenges did you have in that space with that, with that start in a business, with coming from an industry where you kind of knew the ins and outs of it because you'd lived and worked within it and then having to sort of create something from scratch, so to speak?
1: Yeah, yeah. do you know what? That I did not anticipate. Mm. So I knew that starting a business was going to be difficult. Mm. Um, so I actually took a year to build on the infrastructure of the business before actually launching um but what i did, what i sort of took for granted was when i worked in industry you know i had um uh documents already created handed to me Mm -hmm. so although i worked you know within management of these big companies they had already you know i'd start and they'd give me these fancy documents that said okay this is what you need to do and this is how to do it Mm -hmm. so i guess what i didn't anticipate was Hey, you know, you don't have one, you don't have this money, Mm. thousands of pounds being pumped into you. Mm. And second, these things that are already created. So I actually took a year to create the infrastructure of Kitchen Cosmetics and Mm. the KC causes before even launching, Okay. um, yeah, but then even still after, like, launching, I thought, okay, cool, I've taken this time. I know the business like the back of my hand. I know what I'm going to do. I know how I'm going to do it. Mm. Even after launching, there was still so much hurdles, which I I kind of, like, I was just a bit like, this is not fair. Mm,
2: yeah, <laughs> this
1: is not fair. Um, but then, I you know, you just, as you do, you just continue and just, like, do you know what? Cool, it's just a learning curve. Like, every day I wake up and I'm like, okay, what can I do that was better than yesterday? What can I do to, like improve not only just my business but also um like improve myself and improve how I do things because ultimately like I said um earlier the heart of the business is actually giving back Mm -hmm. so I I don't even think about I don't sit around and have a pity party for myself Mm -hmm. now I just sort of think about okay cool like I want to be able to I don't know like at the end of this month I'm taking 20 families on a family day out Mm
2: -hmm.
1: um so like instead of sitting around having a pity party for myself i think okay i need to do i want to do this for these families so therefore i need to just get up and like put in the work in order to do it but definitely there were many challenges i remember um Mm. i remember in the first year i gave away three thousand pounds worth of products because Mm. i was literally desperate for for anybody to give me a chance to like what i really wanted to do was um my thing i thought once people try the products they're yeah. gonna love them Absolutely. so i just need to get as many people as i can to try the products you're gonna love them and then therefore you're just gonna stick with me forever
2: mm.
1: but i mean that was not true like this, <laughs> so,
2: <yeah. laughs>
1: but what i did was i approached like many different people who i used to collaborate with yeah. so like lots of different shops um independent shops and also bigger um brands and i ended up you know giving away three thousand pounds worth of um, stock which doesn't sound like a lot but you know yeah. for a small business owner of that course. was that was three thousand pounds taken away technically from my son mm.
2: you know food
1: mm. from him mm. um so it was a lot and i remember with i had a box of plastic box, which I've still got, mm. this blue box, like storage box that I've got of products, and I had it tucked underneath my arm, mm. marching the pavements of um, Gloucester Road, going to every single independent hair salon, mm. um, beauty salon, and also shop, and being like, hey, I've got these fantastic products. Mm. I would love for you to share them with your customers. I'm going to give you these, mm. and, and here's my contact information. If you want any more, because mm. everybody loves them so much, Contact me. And um, that never worked. I literally, I spent about a month going to lots of different stores, mm. paving the pavements all around Bristol, and feeling so disheartened when I didn't get one response back. And I just remember feeling like, what am I going to do? Like, mm. what is actually happening? But it just gave me sort of, I just learned how to pivot within the within mm. that situation. It really taught me a lot. Um, and there was one defining moment that I had, after about nine months after launching Mm. and um, i hadn't received one online sale or just one in person or just nothing i hadn't received a penny and i was just like i'm running out of money and at the time i was still working my part-time job but i was like i'm running out of savings which is what was funding the business what am i going to do i need to quit people don't love the products as much as i love them Mm. maybe i'm too emotionally invested Mm. this is not working pity party all of that and then one evening about two o'clock in the morning which is a thing for me which i often sit up at night and do because i'm weird um i got a review somebody emailed me complete stranger he he emailed me to say that he had tried my products three months prior and that um he'd always been really insecure about um his skin and that um, his skin is was like now getting better and he would just basically sent me a really nice email mm. to say that um his confidence he's been able to gain more confidence and he's just really happy within himself and blah 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 and I just remember being like okay cool I can do this mm. and pretty much since then I've not ever doubted what I'm doing or yeah. why I'm doing it because I just remember him and I just mm. felt like cool mm.
0: cool that's, that's, yeah, there's always those moments in there where just like it's always when you least expect it to where you're just like on that edge and then something from the universe you want to conceptualize whatever kind of steps in and intervenes it's just really kind of that's when you're like yeah this is kind of what i need to do and what i can continue to do so yeah
1: proceed continue absolutely
0: persevere yeah and i mean in terms of like because obviously you said you used to mentor and work with with young people like uh we work with young people in, in our space too like in terms of, like, a startup perspective, like, what pot or piece of advice do you have for young people entering the space? Maybe not necessarily, it can be your space, but it can just be in general. Like you, I feel like you've given them a lot, but, like, specifically like what what do you think
1: yeah i would say definitely infrastructure infrastructure mm. is everything i think these days it's so easy to start a business like yes, you know it's easy to just hop on company's house register yeah. and find your social media handles yeah. and one bam thank you ma'am you think you've got a business no
2: true.
1: like <laughs> it's so simple and people make it like don't let youtube fool you yeah. do not yeah. let youtube fool you i say this all the time like youtube will have you thinking you can do something in 0.2 seconds that's not yeah. true Ten i mean
2: three
0: years for yeah it's year. so
1: bad but um yeah so i think just slow down if what you want to do is you know actually of value and of worth then there's no harm in just taking your time Mm. and just really building on your infrastructure thinking about what you want to do why you want to do it how you're going to do it and Getting that in many different formats, asking questions, doing market research mm. and give yourself a time frame in order to do that. Like, don't think, OK, cool, I'm going to do this in two months. No, no, no. Be re- be realistic. Mm. Maybe not take a year like I did. I mean, I was I'm a mum, so mm-hmm. I was juggling motherhood alongside um, my quote unquote normal job. Mm. Um, so I took a year, but. Give yourself a time frame and don't be hard on yourself if that time frame comes and you're still sort of, you know, trying to get things together. But definitely infrastructure. Infrastructure is so, so important. Mm. Take your time. And then also, if somebody else is doing, I cannot stress this enough. Oh my Mm -hmm. gosh. If somebody else is doing exactly what you want to do, the business idea that you have to create, Mm. do not stop. Continue. Still do it. Mm. There's 7.5 billion people in this world. It's okay if there are... 10 million people doing exactly what you want to do Mm. still do it Mm. like yeah
0: Yeah, hundred (laughs) percent. i feel that's a really good piece of advice and i feel like a lot of time particularly young people we've seen it to a certain extent with the zazie fund um which if you guys are listening like what's the zazie fund we've got a little audio clip um at the start of this series kind of talking a little bit about that as well um but like we've seen young people afraid of making that first step because they're like what other people are kind of doing it out there but what we like to say is there are other people out there doing what it is that you're doing but they're not doing it like you can yeah. do it right so absolutely 100% I'm 100% on board with that and I really like the idea or well not the idea but the, the advice of taking things slow too because again I feel like social media as you said accelerates everything in a sense that if you're not having like five figures in three months your whole idea is a load of crap or if you're not having x amount of followers your whole idea is not worth anything i feel like telling young people just people in general to slow down yeah it's so important because timing is everything but like timing you know isn't the same for everybody else that your time will come it's just a case of like you say if it's something that's one meaningful to you something that you're passionate and invested in that's kind of giving you purpose and fulfillment and always kind of follow that through yeah
1: definitely
0: awesome um I wanted to touch on like because I've I follow you and I think as he follows your Instagram accounts as well I see your son's heavily involved in your process too. (laughs) my little
2: baby yeah you
0: you mentioned like you know your son uh and kind of juggling the start of the the business and running the business and your son like how involved is your son in that process and like what is this kind of like not attitude towards it but like how is he with that aspect of stuff
1: yeah, that's so funny that you asked. My son, honestly, so um, I'm interviewing him tomorrow. That's who my special guest is. my oh, son. Sick. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm so excited. Not as excited as he is, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, my son is very proud of the fact that he is a business owner. So, he has a set percentage of kitchen cosmetics, that's there's cool. um, a certain amount of shares that are his. That's amazing. So, he's very much like, I have a business. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, he has his roles um that he does so he fulfills all of the orders so if you ever order and you get an email that says your order's been dispatched that's actually from him not from me Um, and if you ever don't receive a dispatch email that's him (laughs) 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 um but yeah he has like different things that he does within the business but he like literally he loves the fact that he owns a business and um he also sees how hard it is as well like he sees that he goes to bed and I'm sat on my laptop um, in my um, desk, you know, working. He also sees, and he knows that um, I wake up every day at five o'clock um, mm-hmm. because I like to work, get a couple of hours in before he wakes up and he's he's very aware of that. Yeah. But um, yeah, he, he does love the fact that he owns a business and he loves the fact that he's like, not only does he, like he's actually an active part of it, like he has his own sort of roles. He sees why it's important. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I am trying to explain to him why he still needs to go to school because he's getting a bit, bit too big for his boots. He's I like, <laughs> but dad, I don't need to do this because I've got a business. And I'm going to have a shop and da, 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 da. I'm like, no, son, no, no, no. Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
1: but yeah, he's very like active within um, the business and he's very proud. Um, of like the products he yeah. helps me like create them he helps um, test them out I mean our house honestly it is like a little lab mm-hmm.
2: like even
1: at the moment we're formulating six different products and like a shampoo and he's the most but he's nine but mm-hmm. honestly he's so I've been creating the shampoo for about a year and it's only because of him he keeps delaying it he's like no it's not perfect yet it leaves my hair like this or like that I'm just like really like
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my gosh But um, but yeah I think it's really nice as well that I've been able to share this journey with him
0: of course
2: um it's
1: really um i think it's a really good thing to be able to to be transparent Mm. and sort of show him like the the good parts and the bad parts and and um yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) he's so funny He, he likes when we do we do sometimes we do like um we have stands Different mm. like sort of crafts and well being places, and he'll come with me. And he'll stand at the top. he's acts like he's in a market. He's like, everybody, come mm-hmm. and look at get cosmetics. It mm. <laughs> makes me laugh. Um, I don't even know if I answered. I've just babbled on about my son. No,
0: that's <laughs> I it's look a baby. It is, and I think, I think it's such a like. Uh, you'll you'll look back on that as as well, like both of you, in terms of like that journey together, like you said. And I think that's what's really kind of nice about the dynamic that you've got. It's your your business in terms of both of you uh, from a technical point of view, but, like, the lessons of watching and being around that from a young age, like, young people are impressionable, right? So yeah. what they're exposed to for long periods of time becomes a part of them, and I think the work ethic and the, the consistency, those things all kind of register, and yeah. I think it's, it's a great environment to be around, so yeah. credit to you.
1: He loves the charity as well. He loves yeah. the fact that, um, we give back like mm. he he loves that and in fact he has been negotiating recently mm. about the percentage in which we give back <laughs> he's okay. trying to get it higher because okay. <laughs> he's like mom we need to do XYZ we need to do this we need to do that so we should give more and I'm like okay remember the business actually needs to run <laughs> mm, mm, mm. <laughs> he's so funny but yeah he does love that as well
0: no I think again it's just a, it was a dyna- it was you, when you mentioned it's it like you know what that's a really kind of interesting like uh, like dynamic and Again, at nine, you know, being around that, it's just, it's just, it's an education alongside an education. Yeah. I mean? Because I feel like I speak to kids all the time in school in a similar position to your son. Like, what's this school really doing for me? Like, it don't really teach me to do the right to It's like, you need to do it. You need to fulfill that part of the journey. It's something we all need to do. But there's the education outside of education that's also super valuable too. So, you yeah. Can't, you can't not have both. Like, if you don't have one, you're kind of lacking like a huge part of like cause school teaches you lessons too like yeah uh you know even if it's not necessarily subject based like you, you learn about yourself in that space as much as you learn about you know other topics or subjects and I could talk all day about the education system and what it isn't doing or what it isn't <laughs> doing but yeah I mean just to kind of finish off as well I mean like your business is very as you've touched upon very much interested in giving back but it's also in my experience anyway looking in centered in and around sort of activism and being in and around like spaces for the community so how i actually found out about kitchen cosmetics was through black panda day okay, so yeah. so black panda day um last year when when sort of resurgence came back up and uh you know there were all these um new so, not new because it's not that's not it's not a new movement but it was new to a lot of people in the sense like that was when all these different black owned businesses were registered for me, and like, you were like in the sort of center of that for for me anyway, and that's how I find out about you. Is, is that something that you kind of tried to be? or was it just one of the things that just you were there at the right time sort of thing? I mean, Do like...
1: you, um, that's something I really struggled with right. if I'm, hundred percent honest like mm. um, I remember I think it, I had it was slight like imposter syndrome of so um starting from before last year when everyone you know got behind and made a point of getting behind and um, black owned businesses and mm. um, I ran kitchen cosmetics for a year without anybody knowing it was me okay.
2: um,
1: and I think that was just due like I loved the products like I said I marched the pavements with boxes of the product giving them out mm. but I think there was a lack of confidence within myself and I guess um I think, so, um, like I touched upon earlier, um, I was homeless when I first come to Bristol, um, I I left home at 14. Mm -hmm. Needless to say, an education was not something that, um, I completed, nor, like, up, um, up to the point where I left home, um, was it something that I had been very active in, like, school was just not something that I, um, the environment that I grew up in, school just wasn't really there. Mm. Um, so I think when it come to the the thought of starting a business, I was just like, oh my god! I think there was a lack of confidence regarding like my own sort of um, capabilities regarding the background, the infrastructure, the background stuff.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and that really showed when it come to things aside from the actual physical product. Mm. Um, plus my, <laughs> that's my chain of four. Okay. <laughs> what was I saying Um what am I saying
0: <laughs> so, like sort of imposter um aspect and, and kind of entering that space not having or not making yourself like known as the the sort of yes there we get, go yeah. yeah
1: so um so definitely like I didn't put my face to it for about a year mm-hmm. um and I think yeah a lot of it was just through lack of confidence within myself um like I said imposter syndrome um and I was going through so much as well but mm-hmm. I think and then when it comes to last year so I run the business a year for a year without anyone actually knowing it, it was me yeah. and then when it come to last year the top of last year I was tagged by about I don't know maybe 30 different people
2: mm. from
1: this thing on on Instagram that it said um face behind the business and I'll never forget it
2: mm. it was the
1: hashtag face behind the business and I thought oh my gosh please can people stop tagging me I can't mm. have seen it I get it. I've mm. got all your notifications. Please stop tagging me. I can't. I don't want to be exposed. I'm scared. I'm worried. I'm mm. nervous. Like, I don't, I just don't want. And I just felt so uncomfortable. And I remember ringing my best friend and I was like, stop. Can, how do I stop? How mm. do I get people to stop tagging me in this? Mm. Make it stop. And she was just like, what? Like, she kind of gave me a little, she, I mean, yeah. she doesn't even in Bristol, she couldn't physically shake me, but she sort of gave me a bit of a shaking over the phone. And she was just like, Latoya, like, what you're doing like people should know that it's you you should be proud of it Mm -hmm. you are able to do it Mm -hmm. she really spoke a lot of life into me and i think my journey with being comfortable within myself um personally and professionally really started that very day when i decided to (laughs) expose myself Mm. as the business owner um so i did that and then it came to the whole um coming out so to speak as a black owned business Mm. which i was so like I kind of like, was a bit like, mm, I don't want to be a trend. I don't want right. people to get behind the business because I'm a black owned business.
2: Right, right.
1: I wanted it to be like, because you want to support the business. Yeah. Um, and not necessarily from my own people, but mm. that's how I felt towards people that didn't share my race. Right. I was just like, no. I'm resenting right now and I think maybe that was a testament also into what I was feeling emotionally regarding you know a lot of the things that was happening in the world so I was just a bit like no I don't want you to support my business Mm -hmm. because I'm a black owned business I want you to support my business because you want to support the business and uh, so I think I did really struggle with that Mm -hmm. and I was also very aware that I was just like, is this a trend for you? Right. you know I was very aware of that as well. I was just like, is this just 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 as you know with the black with the b l m yes. um movement, I was just like that's great that you want to show up at these um protests and great that you want to have these conversations now, but what is this gonna look like in a year or two years or six months times or in ten years' time right. yeah. so I think I had a bit of a Back and forth with it, with mm. how I felt, mm. and even like as of recently, if I can be a hundred percent transparent, which I always like to be anyway,
2: mm.
1: um, the black pounder, you know, it doesn't, it just doesn't really mm. make, it hasn't really made a difference this year right. with the business. I definitely can see that for many people, mm. it was a trend, but maybe that's just me. Maybe maybe it's just my business mm. that is that is not really seeing. Mm people get behind it Mm. regarding it being a black owned business Mm. which again um at the whole start of it i didn't really want people to do that anyway i just wanted people to support the business because they wanted to support the business Mm.
2: um
1: i wanted me being the business owner which is a black female i wanted that to be an added bonus
0: Mm. on
1: top of everything else
0: Mm. um Mm. so yeah no no, i think there's some really like valid points in there as well we see. I think we were speaking before we started recording as well in terms of like trends and and um, people hopping on, hopping off uh, yeah. when it suits. So, so I totally resonate with that. And I feel like we, like I said to you before we start recording, there's a collective energy within our community as there always was. But you know, the energy that lasted for a set amount of time over the past twelve, uh, you know, months or so definitely had its peak. Uh, and now it's a case of okay you jumped on it now like what are you going to do now a year on two years on three years on like what's going to be the result of this um you know showing solidarity as a as as a white person or or, or as a person that's trying to support movements like blm or yeah what's that going to look like so it's some really valid points and i suppose only time will tell in that format but you know again i I'm glad that you know your business still, you know, functions and is still you know operational, still doing well, uh, just by being yeah. who you are. Do you know what I'm saying? I yeah, that's thousand really percent. that's really that's really important because you know, uh, being a black to, a black man business is is super like inspiring for young black people or or young people of color within the space in Bristol around Bristol, but you know, it's, it's, you know, it's always an added bonus on top of being an inspiration to people that are like you and have similar experiences to you, being able to touch and reach other people as well. I think that's really awesome. So yeah, huge. no, I
1: am really grateful to be fair. Absolutely. It's nice. And
0: a huge congratulations to you on everything. I'm not saying like it's all <laughs> done and everything like that, but you know, I think, like I said, to, to get to this point, you know, amongst all the craziness of the last couple of years as well, like Politically, socially, culturally, it's it's it's, a, it's huge.
1: So. Yeah, it's a lot. Thank you. That's
0: all right. Before we wrap up, is there anything you want to kind of share to people listening, the young people listening? Just anything extra that comes to mind before you. Kind um,
1: of... I'm trying to think, what could I share that would be exciting? I don't think. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think, um, oh, there would be something, but I don't want to do it prematurely. Of course, of
2: course. Um.
1: Oh yeah, no, I know I can. That would be two weeks premature, <laughs> and then before I've got everything signed and, mm, and so mm. forth. No, I have nothing <laughs> to share. I wish I did. Oh man. No,
0: you, you've, given us, <laughs> you've given us a lot. Trust me, it's been a lot. It's been a lot. Um, it's just the space okay. to kind of. If you had anything else that was on your mind that you wanted to say, speak about, then that's the kind of space for it. But it's no, yeah. there's no, no, there's no extras.
1: No, if, I definitely um would like to say that if anybody ever wants to have any further conversations or um wants to ask me any questions, then like always, just send me a DM because mm. I'm contactable. Mm. and I pride myself on being contactable. Yeah. <laughs> I like to be um, yeah out in community spaces and being able to someone that is like approachable Just, mm. yeah
0: absolutely well thank you so much for coming on and and sharing your journey your 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 learning experiences like bits of yourself with us and I say us because there'll be listeners yeah joining in as well um if anyone who wants to follow kitchen cosmetics all links will be in the description of this episode, so make sure you do follow, because like I said, beard all like, (laughs) I mean obviously there's other products too, but like I am notoriously like very like particular when it comes to products and stuff especially for beard and that, so I definitely would recommend that for people that Wanna, you know looking for that beard or hair oil also, 100% but yeah Latoya thank you so much for coming amazing on. thank I you I appreciate it and um hopefully you're always welcome to come up on another episode at some point as well yes awesome thank you
1: thank you